Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of the Boring Shit You Need to Know in Business podcast with me, Amy Bajada. It's an important one today, actually. First and foremost, I need to take a deep breath as I say this because I can hardly believe it myself. But June is upon us. The end of financial year 2021, it's here. I can hardly believe I'm uttering those words right now, but it's true and unavoidable. So I thought I'd take some time today to just provide a handful of thoughts on things that you can do or even reflect upon as a business owner when thinking about rounding out your financial year. In all my years of working with businesses and business owners, I know that just the sheer thought of end of financial year have business owners doing one of three things. They're either scurrying to get everything together, and by everything I mean trying to sort out even what they need to get together. They're either pretending that it doesn't exist or they are actually ready to go. And I'm sure that at least one of those three profiles is familiar to us all. And it could be at different stages too. You could be scurrying one year, but have everything ready to go the next. But I think those three traits are often very evident at this time of the year with a lot of business owners. So I thought, like I said, I thought I'd take this opportunity to discuss some of the do's and don'ts when it comes to end of financial year that may provide some context to you as business owners to help you through this time. They're not all financial, but I thought I'd just pop a few in here and round it out because it's here. It's really here. (laughs) First up, it is time to check in and get a real clear picture of any record-keeping tasks that are outstanding and need to be achieved. Yes, my friends, you cannot overlook this any longer. Well, you shouldn't be at this stage anyway. But in the event that you aren't yet all caught up, be sure to take this time right now to create lists, put together potentially a plan. If you have people working with or for you, potentially delegate certain tasks to get through them. Whatever it looks like for your individual world, get on it because it's such an important time. You've you've got a good 30 days up your sleeve to get on it and check out what it is that still is outstanding to be done. Be sure to understand what you need to have done and just get those tasks done. Taking a moment now creates time to follow anything up that needs answers before completion. So you may actually need to get other people involved in getting an answer before you can actually complete a task. So having a little bit of time up your sleeve is certainly going to help. Here you have time to collect statements from suppliers to ensure that you've captured any costs that are still outstanding in your business that may or may not have been known to you. Sometimes invoices go missing or they get lost in the big wide world of our inboxes and may not have been calculated correctly. By getting statements from our suppliers, it allows us to literally tick that off, 
know that our obligations are satisfied and that our system reflects it clearly. These are also handy for tax deductions. And if you're a cash-based business, which many of you are likely to be, getting onto these types of tasks early allows the physical cash to have moved and payments to already be paid through the system and therefore you can claim them as a tax deduction. While we're talking about getting onto tasks early and making sure that physical cash is being moved, it is now the time to think about those superannuation obligations and what needs to be met prior to your deadline because the cash needs to be in for it to be relevant if you're a cash-based business, okay? And those types of obligations need to be satisfied within that deadline, within that period of time. And of course, completing all the current financial year requirements or tasks ensures that you actually have no baggage going into the new year. And if you're anything like me, I love a clean slate. I love being able to go into the new financial year, hit the ground running on the 1st of July without having to think about all of the tasks that I still have outstanding from last financial year. I can actually make July count. I find that for a lot of business owners, July is a bit of a fluffy month because they're still following up. They still feel like there's this dead weight from last year because their accountants asked them to find a few things. They've got to gather information. They've got to check things off. Their system still isn't updated. They still haven't finished reconciling all of their accounts on their financial systems and they're still making all of these adjustments. So if you want to go into the new year with a clean slate, use this time now to ensure that you get that clear picture of any of the tasks that need to be done or that are outstanding to be done. When the new financial year rolls around and you've got that clarity, you've got that, now I'm in the new financial year, don't have to think about last year because I had it all sorted. Next up, when we're thinking about the end of financial year now and spending this time now thinking about it, it's the time to find out and understand what tax deductions you can claim, and even more importantly, what you will need to be able to provide or to have done to be able to claim those deductions. Because there, in most instances, the transactions need to have occurred in the financial year for it to actually be relevant and to therefore be able to be claimed. And so thinking about it now and knowing what you need can save the headache of missing out on that. And this year in particular, the 2021 financial year, given the changes in our working locations and conditions due to COVID, we got, we were working from home more. There are actually even more deductions this year that are new that you can actually claim. But this may require some participation on your part in gathering the right information and doing any relevant calculations on your part. So it's a great year to get into the habit of knowing about these options for tax deductions. And again, due to COVID, that may be relevant to a lot of business owners is the instant asset write-off. If you haven't heard of the instant asset write-off, get on it and learn a little bit about it. There are thresholds and obligations and actually timing and all sorts of different key aspects to understanding whether or not you can claim the instant asset write-off in your business. And again, it will require having your record keeping up to date, accurate, 
and timely. So use this time to understand how this tax deduction and others may work for you and your business. And there are so many more. So be sure to consult with your accountant. And if you don't use an accountant, which is fine, the ATO website has some great information. I would recommend that you read it thoroughly though, because whilst it's a great resource, it does contain a lot of information that may or may not be relevant. And it can at times get confusing because there may be different layers for each topic that you're actually investigating. I'm not saying you can't handle it because everything you actually need, you will find there. It's all there. But sometimes it can pay to have a chat to a professional if there are any gray areas in your understanding of the topic. And it's, it's better to get it right the first time. So if you go onto the ATO website and you read up some information, there may be some things that you may need some clarity on. I would gather your thoughts, gather your questions, and maybe just even pay a professional for an hour of their time to answer some of your questions in the event that there is one available to do so. But get the clarity right and get it right the first time. Not only will it help you in that financial year, but it may help you in future financial years having that understanding. And I'm all about taking in and absorbing that education as a as a business owner and holding on to that information yourself, just so that you're very familiar and you can make the right decisions next time around. Now I wanted to move on to an aspect of end of financial year that I know always creates controversy as there are so many different opinions and views on this particular topic. And that is racing out to spend money on business-related expenses in the hope of reducing your tax bill. Now, I'm not even going to sit on the fence when it comes to this discussion. I just want to say something very clearly and offer up an explanation when I say so. I don't actually think business owners or all business owners should necessarily race out and buy up big at this time of the year. Whilst each business is different and their tax requirements are different, I thought I'd use this platform and this time to provide a simple understanding on this concept so that you are then more informed to go and make a decision on how or if you're going to spend your money. So let's think about it this way. Scenario one, you make a profit of $100,000. So your tax bill on say $100,000 on average would be about 30%. So that's about a $30,000 tax bill. Now this is the figure that we're trying to reduce, right? So now if we take scenario two, and in scenario two, you decide to take some of that $100,000 profit that you made, and again, If you're reviewing your data early enough, you can make these decisions early enough. So there's some real benefit in knowing whether you're on track to have a big tax bill or not because you've got that time. Because if you're purchasing anything for your business to reduce your tax, it has to have physically been done and acquired prior to the 30th of June. You're going to want to do it now. So you're going to want to have that visibility early. So there's another argument for getting your financial information in order and having it timely. I digress. So let's go back to scenario two. So say you decide to take some of that $100,000 profit 
and you're going to reduce it by spending $20,000 on a few things that you think you can write off this year, which you can. So in spending that $20,000, it leaves you with a profit of $80,000. And again, if we take the average 30% tax, you're going to be left with a tax bill of $24,000, as opposed to the $30,000 tax bill that we're talking about in scenario one. Now, in essence, that's a saving of six grand in tax, right? But here's where there may be a gap in the thought process. By undertaking scenario two, is mainly for those that may not necessarily have the excess of funds lying around. So they're trying to reduce their tax bill. And regardless of what your story is and why you're wanting to go out and spend $20,000 in this particular instance, there may be a gap in this process that I thought I would just run through before you make your decision. So by undertaking scenario two, you actually do find yourself still $14,000 in the red. Why? because you spent 20 grand to get to that point. Do you see what I'm saying? And in some cases, this may be just potentially or potentially could be mindless spending with the thought or the motivation to just be in a better position without giving real consideration for the fact that 20 grand had to be spent, not necessarily the way you wanted it to be spent upfront. So you need to think about that. Whilst it's tempting to spend on your business right now, Lord knows we have a, a huge consumer push from retailers to do it to do so for tax breaks and simply because it's tax deductible. Just remember, you're still out of pocket either way. And I know the argument can be that I'd rather buy something that I'll need for my business either now or in the future than to give it to the tax guy. But just think about your cash flow situation in this instance as well. Because some may be rightfully valid to the purchases, but some may not be. And you might just leave yourself short of cash. But I am saying, make sure that they're the right purchases or you will find yourself out of pocket on stuff that may not be necessary. Moving on from that topic, if you haven't already done so, like I said just a moment ago, be sure to do your reviews of your financial information. So it's not only just getting your financial information in order, now's the time to actually review it. This has been a long recommendation of mine, as you know, that regular reviews in terms of your financial information will prevent any surprises when it comes to the outcomes. And being informed as early as possible on your outcomes, on the net profit, on the gross profit, on the amount of expenses you have for the year, being informed as early as possible can allow you to make an important call or any important call once that important calls made on what impact understanding your information is having, you can take the necessary action early enough for it to, to have a valid impact on the overall annual performance of your business. So if you don't undertake regular reviews and you find yourself consistently surprised, either in a good way, because it's valid both ways, or a bad way, if you find yourself surprised this financial year, be sure to put it on your list of things to do to take the time to have a regular review. And you know what? You can thank me later for that tidbit because it's a pretty powerful thing to have on your checklist. As we're rounding out the year, it's also important to be aware of any due dates that may impact you or your business. Not only will this keep you compliant, 
but it will help prevent any late payments, any fees on the late payments, and any ramifications that either of those can have on your business. Again, there are many resources like the ATO website that have dates and obligations that are clearly indicated for you to populate your calendar with long in advance. Or you could ask your accountant or any other financial advisor that may be working with your business, like a bookkeeper that may actually know about these types of dates that are relevant. And it, sh- it actually shouldn't be hard to get your hands on this type of information. And therefore, it should be an easy thing to get off your list of things to do. While we're on the list of things to do, get your superannuation up to date and meet the requirements of your super fund. This is very important. You manage super on behalf of your employees. Therefore, it's just as much an obligation to ensure that these super payments are up to date as it is to meet any other wage requirements or obligations that you have to your employees. All too often, I see many businesses with large amounts of superannuation that has either been forgotten to be paid or simply not made a priority when they're thinking about their payments. This obligation to your business is not going away, no matter how much you try to ignore it. I would recommend including it as part of your regular cash flow payments to schedule it in, because this is one liability that you don't want to get out of hand. You want to be able to be on top of it early enough and by making regular repayments, remember we break them down into small habits, make sure we get our repayments out and on time. There are administrative penalties and general interest charges, which can see penalties of actually up to 200% in some instances of the SGC or the superannuation guarantee contribution that may be payable. It's also a good time to check in on your insurances to ensure that your cover is still relevant. And if COVID has taught us anything, it is to understand what we're paying for what we're covered for, even more importantly, is it still relevant? Do we need more cover? And what other options have now been made available in light of the changes that are going on in the world and in our businesses? Things have changed because our business needs may have significantly changed. It's time to check in on those insurances and checking not only on your insurances and the cover, but also on your premiums to ensure that they're still competitive in the market. And if not, go ask for a better rate. You won't know unless you ask. Moving on, I love a great cloud-based program as much as the next person. Took me a long time to get into that, but now I get it. But it's still relevant as a business owner to ensure that we have backups of our financial information, backups of our customer data. And when we're checking in, on our cloud-based programs, we should also check that we have access to those relevant backups. We rely a lot on, and maybe it's just me because I'm 103 years old, I'm not sure, but we do rely a lot on the cloud just taking care of it. But make sure you, you have access to your cloud. Make sure you, you know where to find it if you need it. And that the storage or the volume of storage or the type of storage that you have is right for your business need. At this time of the year, don't forget your stock. It's a great time to understand your stock levels. It's a great time to get visibility over them and note any irrelevant stock. It's the end of the financial year. So any adjustments that are made to your financial records, you can write off 
things like obsolete or damaged stock and you can claim them as tax deductions on these types of expenses that are written off into that financial year. But you need to do that now. You need to start thinking about that now. Because if anyone's ever tried to organise, I don't know what your stock levels are like, but if you've tried to organise a stock take, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to buckle down, get the people in, get your resources together, understand what you have, make the adjustments and get it in on time. But we've still got time. These are just some of the things to think about as you buckle down and see the end of the financial year out. I know there are a ton of other things you need to add to your list of things to do. So we, as we round out the last 30 days of the year, get in, get them done, understand your obligations, make the adjustments, and most importantly, make account. Getting it all done now will set you up for a great new financial year without the baggage of the last. And there's some of that last year, we need to get rid of that baggage. If this has helped in any way, be sure to hit the subscribe button to ensure that you get regular alerts when a new episode drops. Thanks for listening and whatever you're doing today, I hope you make it count. And that's it guys for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business. I'm Amy Bajada and I'll see you next time.